Shalom Aleichem. It is still Monday evening by Red Bench Licht. So it's the fifth Lichtele. I recorded the previous class before Mincha. And now it's uh, night, which I get send on Licht. We already sat by the candles for half an hour. We did all the good stuff. And uh, I'm going to rec- start recording another class. I, I'm not yet sure how I want to teach this. I. Uh, suspect that this class will be not till the end of the Maimir, but it'll be long, and then the last class will be much shorter, will be shorter. As I mentioned to you in all the previous classes, this year is tough, sh- well, today is uh, Monday, Chofches, Kislev, tomorrow is Chofches, Kislev, Tavshin Pei Dalet, and we're learning the Maimir from 60 years ago, from Tavshin Chof Dalet. In that Maimir, the Rebbe is discussing the idea of that godliness is found everywhere. And uh, the first half of the Maimir explains that godliness is found everywhere, even in Klippa, and even in the lowest Madregas of Klippas, even in the Klippas where I so to speak, which are lower than the Klippas where Bidei Shamayim, there's a Lukus there as well, because otherwise it would not be able to exist. The second big idea, which is what we're going to be beginning now in Pedic. Vav, according to the Hanachas Balahak, the Tedas Benachem Hanacha, on page Kuvav, is that um, in Kadesh Kahavaya, although Eden Seif is found everywhere, the way Eden Seif is found in relationship with the Olamais is that it never changes. Eden Mishtana, never changes. Now, I want to give an introduction before I start to learn. I want to start with this. There's a there's a concept in Hasidus based on a Zayr. There's we say in the davening every single day in Kave, Ein Kadesh Kadeshem, Kein Baltacha, Vein Tzorkelikeinu. This is a post from the beginning of Sefer Shmuel. It's a part of Chana's uh, praise to Hakadosh Baruch Hu after the birth of Shmuel in the very beginning of Sefer Shmuel Aleph. And there's a Zayr on this. Ein Kadesh Kahavaya. There's nobody holy like Shem Hashem. So the Zayr says Kama Kadesh and Inun. There are various different things that are called holy. But ain't Kodesh Kahavaya. Nobody is holy like Havaya is holy. That's what it says in the Zayah. I remember the first time I came across it was in Hemshech Samach Vov, and I went to look. I found actually a Maimeh from the Alter Rebbe, I think from Tafkov Samach Hei, which actually begins with the Dibra Maschel, ain't Kodesh Kahavaya. A short little Maimeh where he gives a marshal from Das to explain what it means in Kodesh Kahavaya. Ain't Kodesh Kahavaya is an interesting concept. The beginning of the concept is defining that over here Havaya means Mamalakalam. It doesn't mean the Havai of Sevev Kalam, it doesn't mean Havai of Lifnei Atzimtzum, it certainly doesn't mean Havai of Atzmos or Sheh Me'etzem, it means Havai which is Begilu and Elumis. The lowest Madreg of Sheh Me'avai, in other words. Not the lowest. The lowest Madreg of Sheh Me'avai is Havai Eloshon Mahave. It's Havai Eloshon Hoi Hoi Vik, Havai which is Havai Ain't Safe. Ain't Safe. But Ain't Safe which is a Madreg of Gilu, and even Islapshus. So the Apostle says, Ain Kaddish Kavaya, nobody is holy like Kavaya is holy. So the Zayah says, Kama Kaddish and Inun, there's various different things that are holy. The Ain Lace Kaddish Kavaya, nothing is holy like Shemavaya is holy. But the meaning of these words is that we know from all over Hasidus that the word Kaddusha means Haftalah. Holy means removed, separated. More precisely, holy means removed in a categoric way. In other words, not just the two things are separated because you physically separated them. But two things are separate because they have absolutely no 
relationship whatsoever in an absolute way. Like, for example, you wouldn't call oil and water holy because the oil hovers, because they have a relationship. Fire is called holy because fire is categorically moved from the other three elements of gas and liquid and solid. The marshal for holiness is fire, light. So holiness is something which is categorically removed. In other words, for something to be pure, they're a part of the world, they're just a good part of the world. For something to be holy, they have to really be held from the top. It's a whole different kind of an idea which categorically removed because it comes from heaven. So that's what the word Kedusha means. So the Zayah says, Kama, Kedusha, many things are holy. But as a rule, when you define something as holy, its holiness is based on the fact that it's removed. Hashem is holy in his relationship with the world because it's removed from the world. Whereas you find in the Maimodim, Hashem has to lower himself to be above the world. Hashem by himself is not even holy. It says in some of the Maimodim. Hashem has to lower himself to be above the world in a way that makes him holy. But the idea that Hashem lowers himself to be above the world in order to be holy makes sense because even in his so to speak, coming in proximity to the world, he's Kedusha, he's completely removed. The same would also apply to Eden Seif. When you're talking about Atmos of Eden Seif, or the Madrege of Eden Seif, which we classically call Helam, Seif of Kalalman, that's Kedusha, but that Kedusha makes sense. It's holy because its nature is that it's separated from the world. One of the criteria of Igulim, of Seif of Kalalman is, it's not that it's not revealed in vessels, it's that it cannot be revealed in vessels. Save of Kalawan either destroys vessels or passes through them and doesn't even touch them. Because it's not developed sufficiently to interface with a Kali on a level where you could speak about Gili. So when you're speaking about Kayakalakus, on the Madrig of Atmos, Madrig of Igulam, Sevev, and you say Kedusha, Kedusha means it's holy in its relationship with the world because it has nothing to do with the world. And that's what the Zayed is saying. Kama, Kadishan, you know, there are various things that are holy, but as a rule, Holiness is defined by things that are removed from the world, but lays kedushik havaya. Nothing is holy like shem havaya because havaya here means memalikalam. It means the level of godliness, the idea of godliness that's proximate, that comes into the world, that's revealed in the world, that goes into the keli. And to use classic language of Hasidus, takes on the gava, takes on the color of the kli and the character of the keli, at least in as much as gilui is concerned, and that's why it's a novelty. Other things are holy because they have no relationship with Elamais. Havaye is holy even though it has a relationship with Elamais and therefore it's unique. In Kaddish Kavaya, it's involved in the world, it's engaged with the world, and nevertheless, it's Maimedamatav as a Maimedamatav of Kedusha. That's the Pshat in the Zayar. Now, in Chasidis, there's a variety of Misholim that are used to describe the meeting between Edein Seif and Kalim and Atzilus. There's a variety of different Mishalom. One of the Mishalom, which is going to be brought in our Maimir, on page Kuf Yud, is the marshal of Mayan Bekli Maguven, or Er Bekli Maguven, water in a colored glass, or light in a colored glass. But if you put water into a colored glass and you look at the glass from the outside, the water seems to be a particular color and the water is still clear. And Hasidus uses both the marshal of water and the marshal of light. That not only when water is in a colored glass, that although on the outside the water seems colored, it's still clear, the same is also true of light. That when light, sunlight, 
shines through a colored glass and it comes out the opposite side thing is in blue or red or green the mind is going to give uh, three colors red and yellow or green and white which are representative of Chagas so the light comes through the glass in a different color we say that although it seems to us to the Makabal to us the light is of a different shade of a different color the light has not changed it's still the same light now it's very important to appreciate that this marshal, the way Hasid, it's brought from the Pardis, it's brought from Hasidus from the Pardis. And this marshal is not true in physics. On a physical level, this marshal is not true. How you would apply this marshal to physics, I have some very, very vague ideas about how to explain it, how to represent it, but um, not anything I'm comfortable sharing. Um, I have other ideas which will in general address the whole question of the marshal of physical light and Aiden Safe, the light of the sun and Aiden Safe, which is a discussion for a different time. Somebody once asked me about it in a Q&A and I, I answered them privately and then I wanted to find the question to do it in public and I wasn't able to find it and I saw it as Ashkocha Prata. So if you want to ask me about it, go ahead and I'll try to record something on it. Um, but simply speaking, this marshal, the light goes through a colored glass and it comes out the other side. And the Hasidus is arguing that the meaning of Ein Kaddish Gavaya would say that even the light, although what you're seeing is the color red or the color blue or the color green or the color yellow or the color purple, the color orange, whatever color it is, the light is really the same. Just perception is different. Isn't physically true. Because in physics, when light hits a glass of a particular color, what's actually happening is the color in the glass is absorbing all of the wavelengths except for the one wavelength that shines through. In other words, you see a glass that's green, actually it's everything but green. So it absorbs all the wavelengths of light that it has within the glass and the color that it does not have within its spectrum comes out. So you see the green on the opposite side. Which is why if you shine light through a clear glass and you shine light through, let's say, a red glass or a blue glass, there'll be more heat in the colored glass than in the clear glass because the clear glass is not absorbing any of the light. Whereas in the colored glass, the glass is actually holding some of the light back and that light is changed into heat and the glass, the glass will therefore get hotter. It's, a, it's, it's simple common sense. And I wonder, I guess blue has a higher frequency blue is a shorter wavelength and red is a longer wavelength so perhaps a blue glass would get hotter than a red glass but I don't know I don't know really I don't know the physics at all but this is certainly a fact that when light shines through a colored glass only the wavelength that you see is being allowed through the rest of it absorbed by the glass which means the glass the light has changed but in the Nimshal Milo, and again according to Hasidus it's true also in the Marshall According to Hasidus, the physics is this way, and how that can be explained based on how we understand physics at the moment. Again, I have some ideas, but I'm not going to go into it. I don't know. But the way Hasidus understands it is that when light comes through a glass, and it takes on the color of that glass, and you therefore absorb, observe, pardon me, a particular color, the change is only your observation. But in reality, the entire light that went into the glass is coming through the glass, because light fundamentally remains unchanged. 
The reason why when light shines through a colored glass, although you're seeing green, actually it's the same light that was before, but for whatever reason, the light has been modified to your observation to be seem to seem green, but it's actually the same, has to do with the qualitative of nature of light, which is that it's coming from the source. And because it comes from the source, and the source is such a deep idea, what emerges from the source cannot be changed by its environment. That's how Hasidus, how this Maimed is going to explain this physical idea. So first of all, there's a difference between how we understand it physically and how the Maimed is going to explain it. Physically, we understand that light shines through a glass, the light's changed, and the light that comes through the glass is less than the entire spectrum, than the white light. According to Hasidus, according to the Kabbalah, the Pardis, the light is exactly the same, the only difference is our perception, but the light is as includes every spectra, every wavelength, every color in a singularity of what we call white light after it goes through the glass as it does before as it did before except that we don't perceive it. And the reason is because since the nature of the source is so far removed from physical things, the physical world is not only unable to change the source, the physical world is unable to change the light which is a reflection of that source. That's the muscle. And there's two parts. Number one, that when light shines through a colored glass and it appears colored to us, it's really not colored, the same as it was before. And number two, the reason. Because the nature of the sun is so far removed from other physical things that physical things have no ability to alter it. That's going to be the marshal. And the nimshal, and this is what's important that they didn't save. Eden safe interfaces with the world, particularly Havaya, which means Bimalakalaman, the lowest level of godliness which is designed to actually go into a keli and be revealed by the keli and interface with the world. And the argument of the Maimed is that it ain't safe, even when it goes into the keli, even when it's revealed through a keli, even when it comes into the worlds, remains exactly what it was prior to coming into the world, it's unchanged. And you would have to say that its lack of change means it was ain't safe and pushed before, it's ain't safe and pushed after, and perhaps even more, not only is it ain't safe and partial, it's not even really gilu. It remains atzmiistic. It remains what light is, existing in relationship with itself as it did before it entered into the world. And that's the first point. And the second point is because the nature of the source. Since the source, which is Hashem, which is God, is categorically removed from anything worldly, the world cannot change him. And not only can the world not change him, the world cannot change his reflection, can't change his oil. And that's what we're going to be discussing here in Pedic Vov, and in Pedic Zayir, is a beautiful avoido, and in Pedic Ches of this moment. There are six pages approximately. This idea that even though it is safe for them to the mata, mata, dein tachlis, godliness is found even in the lowest of the low klipis, because otherwise they would not exist. And faket, as the Rebbe said in the end of the previous shir, it's uh, Hashem made it She'el Vayal, and it's worth to be made it She'el for the sake of the Vayal. You need to say Chali, as we discussed at the end of the previous class. But an Insafe's relationship with the world is that it touches the world and the world touches it. It changes the world and the world doesn't change it at all. It remains exactly what it was because of its proximity, because it's a reflection of Etzim. And um, very soon I'm going to have to interrupt again with a second introduction about the so-called Drush Gimel Shijas and the as you'll see in the next paragraph. But let's begin to read with this uh, initial uh, Hagdom. 
And these are words verbatim from the previous Sabbath's mind. This entire paragraph is verbatim quote from the previous Sabbath's Pedic. To be honest, if I was making this Anocha, I would have added several more lines. This is word for word from the previous Sabbath's mind. I would have added several more lines to account for what's going to be quoted very intermittently, very interrupted in Pedic Hes, just like he did in Pedic Base. And if you notice, Pedic Bays was a short little Pedic unto itself. Pedic Bays was just the quote from the Friedrich Rebbe, and then Pedic Gimel was the start of the new Pedic. So if you want to be uniform, so I would have made Pedic Vav a couple of lines longer, or several more lines from the Friedrich Rebbe's Maimed, and then I would have started the next paragraph, with Pedic Zion. And otherwise, I would have, you know, so I would have pushed everything off by one number, just for the purposes of uniformity. I mean, based on their own decision, to make Pedic Bays just a quote, so then I would have made Pedic Vav the quote. Also, there's an inconsistency here, but the Shki is me Yavin and who am I to talk? But the next whole paragraph is a direct quote for the Fiyidik Rebbe. I would have added two more lines about the idea in Yemesadev and in Kaddish Kavai. And the Fiyidik Rebbe continues because who? The reason why. Godness is found everywhere, even in the lowest clippers, even the clippers that every day Adam is Since it ain't safe, it ain't safe. and the nature of it ain't safe is in relationship itself. It's an absolute concept of having no limits. Al therefore his presence is everywhere. and all the various steps and all the chain reactional points. In the creational chain, ad lamata mamish, ad lamata mata mamish, v'chulit to the lowest of the lowest world. So it's not only because, like that Rebbe said in Pedic, hey, if the Abishter's Eidin Safe was not in the lowest worlds, the lowest worlds wouldn't have existed, which is an obvious point, right? If Eidin Safe does not come into Klippa, there's no Klippa because everything is from the Abishter. But there's another point. And the second point is that it's in Safe, yet it can't be contained. So there are two different reasons. Why ain't safe is found lamatamata dintachos. Number one, because otherwise they wouldn't be the lamatamata. And number two, because of the nature of the ain't safe beetsim. In every place that it's drawn and it radiates. It doesn't react, it's not affected inversely by its environment. And certainly it's not changed klal whatsoever. So you have two Hebrew words the word hispoilus and the word hishtanos. Hispalus means reaction, and Hishtanus means modification and change. Later on, there's going to be a third word, which is the word Hisarvus, and that's going to be in Pedic Ches, Beli Hisarvus. Three words. Beli Hispalus, without being affected inversely by the creation. Beli Hishtanus, without being changed by the creation. And Beli Hisarvus, without becoming interwoven of the creation. Let's translate each of these two words separately. The meaning of hispael means uh, a reaction. Hispoilus means a reaction. Something happens and you react. You push a table so the table moves. Your act is physically moving the table. The movement of the table is a reaction to your physical force, assuming that your physical hands and body are heavier and stronger than the weight and the strength of the grip of the table, legs of the table on the ground in front of you. If the table weighs two tons and you push the table, Instead of you moving the table forward, the table is going to move you backwards. And in both cases, there's a pu'ula and there's a nifal. The act is pushing against the table and the nifal. The effect is what happens. The net 
difference of physical force either moves the table forward or you backwards. And if there's an exact equilibrium between your physical force and weight as you push against the table, and the weight of the table, you'll remain where you are, and the table will remain where you are, and your hands will get very hot, and the place against the table your hands are touching will equally get very hot, because that's where the energy goes, and they cancel each other out. So this pu'ul, nifa means a, a reaction. Something happens and you react, that's a hispa'el. You see something happening in the world, and it makes you very happy, it makes you very sad, it makes you very excited, it makes you very confident, it makes you very afraid. Those are reactions. And we learn in Chumash that Hashem interfaces with the world. And it seems that his interfacing with the world involves all kinds of reactions. Things happen, the Abish gets angry. Things happen, the Abish gets happy. Things happen, the Abish gets regretful. And all kinds of other psychologically reactionary responses are described anthropomorphically. But they're it's all allegory. He acts that way, but there's no reaction in godliness. You cannot move God. I don't mean move physically, I mean move spiritually, emotionally. Nothing you do is going to change him. That's the nature of his being, and that's the nature of his relationship with God. It doesn't make him dispersonal, doesn't make him cold, doesn't make him indifferent, it makes him God. There's nothing that we could do that's going to get him to move. Even if the Torah describes him as being emotionally moved, it means he's acting in his relationship with us in the kind of way that we perceive it as an emotional reaction, which is the source of a physical response, so we define him as being emotionally reactionary, responsive. But there's no spoilers. Hashem doesn't react to us. Nothing we do makes him respond. We can't make him happy. We can't make him sad. We can't make him feel good. We can't make him feel bad. We can't touch him. There's no hispael. Nothing happens in the Abishta which is a response to what's happening in the world. And here we're saying, not only there's no hispoil in the Lakad, there's no hispoil in the Lakus. Not only does God not respond, react to the world, even godliness does. And even the godliness of Atsilas. It in Sefer it goes into the Caleb of Atsilas, which reveals itself to the world and has a relationship with the world. Because of Atsilas, we can touch Ain Safe. Because of Atsilas, Ain Safe can touch us. And all those incredibly important ideas that we speak about when we talk about the Kavonis, the pre Eitzchaim rather than the Eitzchaim, about how important Atsilas is in allowing it to be a conduit, a, ch- uh, a channel, a pipe, a tsinid, a mesila a derech, through which is the relationship between what's lower than the elokus and elokus, and what's higher than gili elokus, higher than atzilus, none of it is cause and effect. None of it is pu'ula nefa. None of it is reactionary. Hashem sets it up that it should appear that way, but we do not have the ability to affect in Him a spoilers. Nothing we do gets Him to react. Nothing we do gets Himliness to react. Nothing we do gets himliness to react, even as Hashemliness, as a lakus, is Beislav just in Kelim of Vatsilas, the meaning of Vespoilers. And of course, Ishtanas means change. Now, to a very great extent, these two words are synonyms. A reaction is a change. But change is a more profound word than the word reaction, because reactions can be temporary. A change connotes something far more permanent. So we use both of these words. Godliness comes into Vatsilas. And the meaning of Godness coming to Atzilus is that it's revealed in Atzilus to have a relationship with the lower worlds and through our Kavonis, now Yehudim, we could reach up to Atzilus, all the stuff that you learn about in Kabbalah and in Kavonis, that the Lishem Yichud Kutche Brich that are davening and our mitzvahs and our Tadik can have an effect in the higher worlds and, and how the higher worlds then trickle down to the lower world. You should know there's no 
Hey, spoilers and there's no chiddah. You haven't moved that silas and you haven't changed that silas. Yeah, but what about the fact that we learn about all these changes and adaptations and reactions, actions and reactions? It's all belief is spoilers. It's all belief shinoi. So if it's belief is spoilers, the belief shinoi, why is there a spoilers? Why is there a shinoi? So on the bottom of page, Kovzayin, the Rebbe is going to call it Kech HaKel Yochum. That it doesn't happen logically. It doesn't happen because we're moving him. It doesn't happen because we're changing him. Because he can do whatever he wants. And this is what he wants to do. I'm going to get to this more uh, later on. But I think it's important to properly understand these two words. Elikus does not respond, not only Hashem, but Hashem leaders. Elikus does not respond to the world. Nothing we do really changes him. And certainly it doesn't change him and godliness in a more permanent way. So although, even though godliness is found everywhere, even in which is even lower than Klippus, as the Abish created them, there is no reaction, there is no change at all. And he says, You cannot compare it to the relationship between the soul and the body. The soul does respond to what happens in the body. When the body hurts itself, the neshama hurts. When the body burns itself, the neshama burns. When the body is cold, the neshama is cold. When the body is happy, the neshama is happy. There's interrelationship. Inter and you'll see this mention of the neshama is going to come back up again on page Kuf Yud. Now the, the Haskala Shebet Dover, obviously this is what the Ebishter wants, but you have a Chesidus Asuge that the neshama is called Aptimi Biyet. Even though the neshama is a replica of Ein Seif, right? the neshama has five levels. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida, and Anitutz Beide, which is called Yochid, because that's how many Madrigas and Lukus there are. But the nature of the Neshama is that when it touches a body, it becomes singularly dedicated and loyal to that body. In other words, godliness is always godliness, and its loyalty is to God. It interfaces with the world and always remains loyal to its source. The soul is a creation, Lukus, Janasa, Nivra, of godliness. But when it relates to the body, its loyalty isn't to God, it's to the body. And this is a very, very deep thing because we don't only say that the lower levels of the neshama, the naran, the nefesh, ruach, neshama, is bislapshus in the goof and behispoilus ubeshinoi ubehisarvos. But even the chaya and even the yechida, and you should, you should try to say also, even the nitzitz bayre, even the nitzitz of yochid, the nature of their creation is that they're loyal to the body, and what happens in the body happens in the soul. And therefore the soul, even on the highest levels, the most remote levels, the levels of the soul that are really not at all available to the body, not at all revealed in the body, there is his spoilers and there is ishtanas. And there is his sarvas. Because that's how the neshama was created. The neshama was created to be loyal to the guf. Elokus was created, or more precisely emanated, to be loyal to its source. And its loyalty to its source, there's no his spoilers, there's no shini, and there's no his sarvas as opposed to the goof, that the way it was created is there is his spoilers, there is shinoi, and there is his arvus. as opposed to godliness, hamachayu, mahava, that gives life and gives creation to the world, enim is enim there's no reaction, there's no change because of the interface cloud at all. Period, end, end of conversation. Now comes the question, but the fact is we do say that when Oyer comes into the world, it is changed through its hislap, just through its manifestation. 
We find that godliness comes into the lower worlds, and because of the nature of the lower worlds, the godliness itself has changed. So the Rebbe answers, That is not in the light, it's in the life. And in the life itself is that aspect of life, which is the madrig of Koyach. There's three madrigas, Eir, Chayes, and Koyach. So Oir is Beli Ishtanas, or Beli Espoz, Beli Ishtanas. Chayes, in as much as in Chayes is included, Koyach is Behi Espoz, or Behi Ishtanas. There's only, really only one thing, Edin Saf. But in the relationship with Edin Saf in the world, Edin Saf sort of splits to the extent that there can be something called Chayis, and to the extent there can be something called Koyach. So where Oyer splits from Chayis, even Chayis, it seems, is Belihis spoilers or Belihis Tanos. But the way Oyer splits from Chayis, and Chayis splits from Koyach, here we say there is Ishtanos and there is his spoilers. Which means the following. There's one light, there's one godliness. And if you would see how the godness sees itself on the godly light, level, you would see that it's always Beliyah spoilers and always Beliyah Tanas. But because within the air there is a possibility for various levels, and as the air is revealed, the air is qualitatively splits apart until the level of air, which is called Kayach, is Beislapshas in the lower three worlds. When the level of Kayach separates from the level of Chayas, which separates the level of air, to come into the lowest worlds, in the level of Kayach, which is in the level of Chayas, which is in the Madrig of Kayach, that it has partially separate from a drag of oil, there is a spoilers and ishtaras. And you need to understand that there's a duality. There's two sides to this court. There's a dichotomy. Because oil always remains the same. And if oil always remains the same, oil never has a spoilers and never has shinoi. But oil's relationship with the world allows the world to perceive a change in oil. Oil is save of kalam. Chaya is kalam. And kayach is, is, is kayach, it's energy. It's not even Chayis, it's even a lower level. So from the Oyer's perspective, the Chayis that is included in Oyer, and even the Koyach that is included in Oyer, retain the same laws of Belihis Spoilus and Belihis Tanus. But that very same Oyer, that from Oyer's perspective, that the Chayis is one with the Oyer, and the Koyach aspect of the Oyer remains one with the Oyer, it's Belihis Spoilus, Belihis Tanus, as we perceive the Koyach aspect of the Oyer, which is separated out from the highest aspect of the air, which is separated out from the oil aspect of the air, we see a shinui. So there's a, a, there's a duality. There's, there's two sides to a coin which are mamish opposites. That the alakus, even the madreg of koyach, remains one with the air, and as long as it remains one with the air, it's bliyish tanus, bliyish paz, bliyish tanus. But from the perspective of oil, as we perceive the lesser light which has emerged from the greater light, or what we like to call the oil of the keli, right? The difference between oil and chayes and koyach, oil and koyach, is that oil is main amoyer. And koyach means it's taken on the flavor of the keli. So oil, which is ain't safe, which is pashat, goes into a keli. And it emerges from that keli with a gavin from a color. So to the perspective of the oil, the gavin is not really a shinui. But from the perspective of the makabal of that keli, the oil has a color. We're going to call that koyach. There there could be a shinui. But you must understand that that koyach, which comes through the keli, and it comes on begavanakli, it's changed by the going through the prism. And it has the gavan, the color, as the form, the specific form of that particular keli, which is called koyach. And it can be changed when it is further mislabbish in a second keli. To the oil, it never really separated out 
So therefore, to the oyer, there is still, even in the koyach aspect within the oyer, and the chayas pas within the oyer, there's still belias pas liyishtanus. So it's mamish two perspectives in the same thing, two different perspectives in the same thing, two opposite perspectives in the same thing. Godliness perceives itself as ain't say biyatzim, can't get to its source, and it's ain't say biyatzim as belias pas liyishtanus, belias arbas, as I said earlier. And even when the oyer comes into elamis, kamakadishin inu linkadish kavaya, and even the way it comes into bria. And into Yitzira, and into Asiyah, where there is a separating out of earth, the Madreig of Kayach, only to those creations who perceive the division of Eir, that there's a separation out of Chayas from the Eir, and Kayach from the Chayas, that the spoilers and the Ishtanas and the Sarvas are real. But to the Alakus, even the lowest world, is still Eir ain't safe, it's still Pasha, there's Beli Yisarvas, Beli Yishtanas, Beli Yishtanas, Beli Yishtanas, Beli Yishtanas, It's a very Eidel concept to understand, but it's also very important. So there is an idea that godliness reaches worldliness and the godliness responds. When the world cries, godliness cries. When the world hurts, godliness hurts. When the world is happy, godliness is happy. But as the Madreig of Oye, they come through the Keli, and it's Mishtane, and it becomes Chayuth Shebebechines Keach. But I appreciate that to Eir ain't safe, it's still the same Eir ain't safe. It's only to the world that this division, like a Tzimtzum Shalei Kaputa kind of idea, in a more local way. Just like Tzimtzum Marishin is the Siluk Lav, the Siluk is Shleik Yipshote. So in Eshtashlos, the separating out from Chayis from Eir and Keich from Chayis is only to the world and not to Lakus. To Lakus is still the same. And since to Lakus is still the same, to Lakus is Beliyas, 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 Tanus, and Beliyas, Arvus. And to the world, the Madreig of Eir, which is called Koyach, can have a change. The Yadua, and it's known, the Chayis, the level of life, and I'm going to use a bad word, or light which we call koyach, energy, or a tool, humi doesn't begin until kelim. In other words, oir by itself doesn't allow for koyach. Only oir through keli allows for koyach. But even when oir goes through keli and allows for koyach, it's only to the world. It's like you seeing and I seeing blue light coming through a glass and you're insisting that the light has not really changed. It's just the perception has changed. And so that's how it is in Imshallah so the kalim of the yad, the kalim of yad of chinas and the exclusion seems to be even the kalim of atzilas, that even the kalim of atzilas do not allow for this kind of separating out of koyach. Only the kalim of yah, and because the kalim of yah are mitzias, they allow for the separating out of the different aspects within er chayes from er and koyach from chayes. So from the point of view where you experience, where I experience, we experience. The, the oil of Koyach is separate from the oil of Chayetz and the oil of Oyer there's a spoilers Godness does respond to the world in a way which is similar to the Neshama responding to the Guf the beginning of since the Kalim are separate from the Ebishter in their own perception the effect that they have an oil is to separate them from what's called Ein Seif B'yatzeh and when the Eir is separated from the idea of Ein Sevi Yetzim, it becomes Bishin Amahus, that it becomes Kayach, there there could be a spoilers godliness and the level of Kayach does react and is changed and is interwoven in the creation. Avaba Eir, it ain't safe. Hamachayu, which gives life, the way godliness gives life, Ein Beishum Shin of Espoilus Cloud, there's no change and there's no uh, reaction. Notice here he reverses it. Here he says Shin before Espoilus. Until now, he's been very careful to say the word his spoilers before the word shine, and I'm sure this has meaning. I don't know what it is. Like I said, if I was writing this moment, I would add a couple more lines from the original text 
to account for the third point about Belias Arvos and in Kaddish Kavaya, but who's asking me? And this is the second point of Perik Yudalad, that godliness is everywhere, but godliness being everywhere is in a kind of way that you can't touch it. You can't make it dirty. You can't make it react. You can't change it, and it doesn't it doesn't intermingle, doesn't get personally involved with the creation. It's always the same. It's almost like the ultimate stoicism is alien safe. And it's not a coldness or disinterest, it's a distance. It's an atmistic distance. It's a distance called Ain Safe Vietzim. And from that place there can be incredible tenderness, but it'll always be Belias Spoilers, Belishin, Belias Savas, it'll only be from the point of view of Kehakalyahu to relate to the world. And these are the words of the Fiyadik Rebbe, which the Rebbe is now going to be studying. I would like to explain this. And when the Rebbe says these two words, what he's trying to say is, I want to explain what it means. That it ain't safe is mislabish, it ain't safe, lamata, mata, ain't tachlis, and it's an eifna, bliyas, spoilers, bliyashin, and bliyas harvas. But immediately the Rebbe starts talking about Kalim. And you scratch your head and you wonder, why would the Rebbe talk about Kalim if he's talking about Oyer? Perhaps he wants to talk about the difference between Kelm of Atzilus and Kelm of Yad, that even in Kelm of Yad there could be Koyach. Mashiach and Kelm of Atzilus cannot have Koyach. That's one way of understanding this Pedic, Vov. Alternatively, he wants to explain Koyach, Kelm, and use them as a Koshka of Akavachemet. If Kelm of Atzilus are Belihis Spoilus, Belihis Shinin, Belihis Arvos, Alachas Kamavakama, Oyer of Atzilus is Belihis Spoilus, Belihis Tanus. And Belihis Arvos. Um, that, that's how I learned it. I learned it the second way, not the first way. I learned it that the reason he gives the Moshal of Kalim, the whole Pedic, they talk about Kalim, is to set up a Koshim Kavachem. If Kalim of Atzilus, I believe, is spoilers, his Shtanos, and his Arvos, Alachas, Kamavachem, but the other idea may be true as well. That since Kayach, but since Kalim of Yah, he wants to talk about Kalim of Atzilus, that there can't be Kayach. The Eir does not separate from the Chayach. The Chayach does not separate out from the Eir, and the Kayach does not separate from the Chayach within the Eir, where it is in Atzilus. So therefore, Atzilus is a Belishi Nuyim, not just in Eir, but also in Kalim. And I don't know. But he immediately goes into the famous Eskerts and Tzemach Tzedek, which used to be printed in what is called Derech Matzech My brother has a copy of it. They never reprinted it because. There's a bunch of my modern chunk together that the Reb Chaim Elazar Bichovsky printed as Derech Mitzvah Chelik Sheni because it helped him with the censorship, but it's not at all Derech Mitzvah. So the modern from that Kerach were then printed in Eratera, and the Derech Mitzvah Chelik Sheni was never reprinted by Kohos. And you have this famous Maimon called the Drush Gimel Shitas, the three Shitas. And the three Shitas are about Atzilas. Three sheets about Atzilas. And it's very ba- basically the way the three sheets, the first shita is the shita of the Ramar, the Aminachamid Kanti. And this shita, and this is the Marami Prague that you have in Pedagim of Dal, the Shesh Mitzatfil, in Dakar, the Derech Mitzatfil, the Gadishn. The Atzilas is almost like a neighbor. Atzilas is separate. Siras are separate. The second shita, which is called the shita Menachas Alakus, I looked at the Eretere, he calls it the shita of uh, Rab David. In the safe, I think it's the Radbaz, and the Tzemachzerik himself writes, doesn't know where it is in the Radbaz, I think it's the Mareches, that they hold that the Sfiris of Atzilas really ain't safe itself. Meaning, the first two Shittas either make Atzilas much lower than the way we understand Atzilas, that Shittas Haramar, or they make Atzilas much higher than we understand Atzilas. 
And the third shita is basically our shita, the shita sapadet, the shita sarizal. Sort of a mix. It's a little bit like this and a little bit like this. So when the Rebbe wants to talk about ain't safe, lamata ad tachlis. And at the same time, it's beli is spoilers and beli shinui. And beli is arvos. Of the three shitas, the best one to bring is shita shnir. Notice he mentioned shita shnir. Because the second shita almost sees the kalim of the Erzavatilis as if they're kesed. They don't really exist. It's just that there's a reaction from them as if they were spheres. And of course, Tzamech Tzedek brings each shita. It's, it's based on one of the Sharm of the Paddis. The entire Jerusalem shita is, I think it's copied from the, I think it's the Shar Zayin of the Paddis, at least in part, excerpts. And the Tzamech Tzedek wrote notes on it. And of course, the end is the Shita Shlisha. This is our shita, the shita of Hasidus that explains the seal, so to speak, in a balanced way. But the second shita is describing Atzil as if it's still part of Maitzil, as if it doesn't really exist as Sfiris. Almost the shita Zarambam, right? Almost the shita of the Chaykrim who say that by the Abishan there's no pool, there's no Caleb, there's just the pile and the Nifl. There's the doer and then there's the effect of the actions, but there's no tools, there's no uh, Mides or Tayerim, as it's called in the, in the classic language of Hasidus. So if you want to describe Atzilus, as being unaffected and unchanged and unentangled with the world of the three shittas and that maimer, the shita which is going to represent at the back, the best is going to be the shita hashni. And of course, the thing that's so fascinating about it is that we know from which is a zayar. I'm sorry, which is a zayar that says less tamad le kasha v'lemachleikis. In Kabbalah, they give another arguments, and here it's shita shli, give us shitas. That sounds like an argument. So what you learn the Maimorim is that we take the best of the first shita, which makes the tzilas very much into a mitzvah, the best of the second shita, which makes the tzilas no mitzvah at all, and the best of the third shita that tzilas has a certain depth, which makes it real in terms of fulfilling the divine purpose of creation, and join them together. So one Maimorim, when it wants to focus the mitzvahs of tzilas, will bring. Ois is from Shittas Haramar and fine tune it to conform to Chsidis the Shit. Another Maimet, which wants to speak about the abstract nature of Atsilas, the lack of form, lack of reality, will bring the Shita Shneer and fine tune it to conform to the Shita of Chasidis, and so on. So the fact that all the three Shittas, the Rebbe's bring Shita Shneer, is because the Shita Shneer almost doesn't see Atsilas as a reality. It sees Atsilas as the Abishtir is one. And he does different things. When he does these different things, we call them by the name Sfidus, as if the Sfidus exist. And you'll see on the next page, page Kuvzayin, a little bit more than halfway down the page, you have Masha Chutzmeni, Mikolshke Midas Harambam. And in footnote 99, I added to look into Eira Teirin Yon and page Ha'er, Hey Ayin Reish, where the Tzemach Tzedek says the same words. Let me read it to you. Let me read it to you inside. That this sheet is almost like the Rambam. Because the Rambam is a Chaykir. And the Chaykir don't believe in Sfidah. They believe not as Pshuta. They just say that the Hashem isn't lacking anything. So it's not, not that he has Chachm, it's not lacking Chachm. Not that he has Chachm, it's lacking Chachm. It's more Meratzmus. This shita is describing Atzilus in a way which is quite close to the Ramam shita. It can't be the Ramam shita because with the Ramam shita it wouldn't be Kabbalah, it would be Hakira. Right? And this is Kabbalah. And Kabbalah, the, the very foundation of the Kabbalah, you open up the Sefer Yitzir and read the first Mishnah. <laughs> the Sefer Yitzir begins with Esses Fides. 
and the Chaykim go crazy from it, right? We don't, the Ram doesn't believe that there's form. There's just Pshitos, and there's simply no Chesarin. In the Abish, there's Pshitos. But the Tzemach Tzedek says that it's Korev uh, Odas because this middle Shita is describing Atzil as so abstract that it's basically saying it doesn't exist at all. So when you want to describe the Belias Poilos and the Beli Shinoi and the Belias Ivers of Atzilus, you would quote this Shita. And again, it's not our Shita. Our Shita is the third Shita. Why would you quote the second Shita? And the answer is because we hold the best of the first Shita, which is Atzil the real Matthias. We hold the best of the second sheet that Atzilus is Belias Poilus and Belias Shin and Belias Arvas. And we hold the best of the third sheet that Atzilus is representing Atzmos Mamish because it's Mashom the Kavona. So that's why I bring the second cheetah. Shafilu bekelem datzilos. Even the vessels of atzilos, and certainly the edus of atzilos, in the afshin ikroim b'shem akelem, even though they're called vessels, which means they have form and they have definition, they have a limit. Leshayach b'men yoshini, you cannot say by the kelem of atzilos is spoilers. You can't say by kelem of atzilos shinoi, and you can't say by kelem of atzilos is arvus. And again, this shita is incredibly abstract, but we agree with the shita. We, meaning Chabal and Daramak and Darizal and Chasidus, even though we go in the shita shlish, it's not in the shita shnei. You know, when you learn Chasidus about Atzilus, there are contradictions in the Maimorim. One Maimor will tell you that what happens in the lower world cannot touch Atzilus at all. Another man will tell you what happens in the lower world such as Atzilus, but only in the Madrega of Malchus or Chitzenias and Malchus. The Musk Markvedavaya. And the third man will tell you that what happens in the lower world such as Atzilus, such as Zah itself. Now, I don't know how to resolve these contradictions. Maybe these contradictions have to do with the Ishitas, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't matter to me that much. At least not in this Limud. But what's certainly true is that the approach that the Rebbe is taking here is that even though Atzilus is Esesfiris, and there's Oyer, and there's Gili, because there's Kalim, and the Kalim Azul is the Gabi the Oyer, the Oyer of Atzilus, and the Kalim of Atzilus, and the meeting of the Gili of Eir in and through, and because of the Kalim of Atzilus in the kind of way that what happens down here doesn't touch Atzilus. Not his spoilers, not Shini, and not his Arvas. And the reason is uh, because Atzilus is, is in Sefi Yetzim. Ain't safe for my lad in case of Mata and Tachas, ain't safe for Yetzim, cannot have a spoiler of Sashin and his Arvas. Umavai is and he explains the idea of Achtos in Kalim Datsilas Bachlal and Bli Shinoi and Bli his spoilers and Bli his Arvas as it applies in general to Kalim Datsilas and in particular to the Shidashniyam. I say it be that Muram Tsai be prefacing first with the middle, the Rebbe says in Daimai Merazer Pashas Vayetze, which is in the Biyuri Azer, which is Lachayim and Muram from the Sadishet and Akdom, but Muram from the Alter Rebbe that the middle Rebbe wrote. This is written both about the Zayar and about the Siddur. Shakatish Baruch Oeim, the Abish, this says a Philip and Mon and the Lilayish Tamish. I will not even use my kalim, baby. The baby says, I have money and I have kalim, and I'm not even going to use my kalim. In other words, not only am I not going to invest in the world in a way of his spoilers and shin and his arvas, but even kalim. Only in the kalim of creation. The mon in him begins the kalim monin, which means shirts, garments, is kalim. Well, mon and dilim kalim datzilas, my garments, the kalim of atzilus. Shinekra yimon and dilim, because they're called my vessels, which is mishum diyu vechayev vegamei echad, because the kalim are also belakus. 
Your kelim is kelim So the, the Zayat is saying, and of course this works very well with this sheet in particular, that that the kelim of Atzilus also are completely removed from any kind of involvement in creation. Now let's first state the obvious, okay? The basic point of Iyavagamei Echad is that kelim of Atzilus are also lakus. But they're... Um, a lakus in a way of dvekas built in yikeres. If you listen to me, you know the language that I use, which may be imprecise to the classic language of Hasidus to drop. I like to separate the word dvekas and the word bittel. Because the word bittel means I exist and I submit, I serve. Dvekas means I have no existence, my entire existence that I represent you. So lakus is dvekas. Nevraim are bittel. In other words, Elokus are bittel b'metzias or bittel hametzias, and Evraim are bittel ayesh. First, I'm separate, and then I'm connected. So Eid ain't safe is dvekas, and Kalim are dvekas. And the proof of this is what happens when Eid goes into Kali. If you put Eid ain't safe into a Kali, that's even Efshari ayesh, which has the tiniest amount of yeshes, of metzias, of its own self-identity. The conflict between the Eidin Seif and the Keli would be so catastrophic that either the Keli would hide the air completely or the air would destroy the Keli. They are not compatible. So how does Oyer go into Kelim of Atzilus and not destroy Kelim of Atzilus? And the answer is Kelim of Atzilus are Kelim for Oyer. What makes them Kelim for Oyer, even though they're Kelim, and Kelim have the rules of Kelim, Helem and Havdallah and Agbala and Ischalkos, but they're Vekas, their entire Riyaz represent Hashem. They were then, they're representing the Ebishten level of Medina of Agbola, of Gvul and Siyur. And because of this, they're able to hold Oyer. Or to say it in different words, if you would meet Kelm Datsilas, I like to think of the Rebbe's chair as Kelm Datsilas, or the Rebbe's Stender, like the story, the Sikha that the Rebbe gave out in Tovshin Memvov Nissen time, which was called Nissen. And in that Sikha, the Rebbe tells the story of the Friedrich Rebbe. As a very little boy walking into his grandfather's office, the Rebbe Marash, and his father, the Rebbe Rashab, standing opposite the table of the Rebbe Marash, who had recently passed away, as if the Rebbe Marash was physically present. And the Rebbe in that tzirah refers to the Chafetzim of the Rebbe, to the Chafetzim of the Rebbe, as Kelim of Atzilus. Kelim of means it's a whole reality of Alakus. It's not bottled Alakus, it's a representation of Alakus. But it looks like a shtender, it looks like a chair. You don't see that it's Alakus. That's such. Vekas built in Yekeres. But when Oyer goes into Keli, and the Keli is able to receive the Oyer, and the Oyer is not destroying the Keli, and especially if the Keli is able to reveal the Oyer, it's because the Keli has its own Vekas. The Keli is the Lukus by itself, but it's only that the Vekas built in Yekeres. So the Altareb, the, the Zoyer is saying, not only can the world not feel an involvement of the Ebishtah and the Madrega of Oyer, they can't even feel an involvement of the Ebishtah in the world on the level of Keli. Because, as the Rebbe said, and will now explain, Kalim also are belihis spoilos, and Kalim also are belihis tanos. I'm not sure if this is true in all three shitas. It's possible that in the first shita, Kalim can have ishtanos, and Kalim can have his spoilos. But in this shita, shita shnir, which is what our Rebbe is bringing, our Maimon is bringing, because as I mentioned to you a few minutes ago, Chsiris really takes the best of all three shitas and joins them together. The first shita makes Kalim into a Matthias, it makes Eid into a Matthias. 
The second Kalim makes Eden Kalim into a non Metzias, and the third sheet is our sheet, which speaks about something deeper. So, because of the second Shita, we say even about Caleb that there's no spoilers and there's no Shini. Caleb, which are limited and diverse, are Relikus. And because they're Relikus, I mean, the classic way to put it, there's no real time, there's no real space, there's no Hefseidus, there's no change over time, there's no deterioration, there's no uh, mutual exclusivity, there's no phobia, there's no contradiction between one Matthias and another. So there is what's called Seydesmanim and Seydemakim, even though there's not real Zman and real Mokim. Real Zman is Shinoi and Hefseidus. Real Mokim is everything is exclusive to everything else. And in Atzilus, there is an order of time. Time passes. There is an order of space. There are different locations, but they're all alakus. So the limitations of time and the limitations of space don't exist. Here we're saying much more. Not only are Kael and Atzilus above the true concept of Hefseidus, which is connected to time, and phobia. That means one being pushes away another being, which is connected to space. We're saying there isn't even a spell of Sanishtanus. The Kelm of Atil is a Lakus in the kind of way that nothing that happens in the world moves them at all. They're Lakus in a way that they're unchangeable. Absolutely unchangeable. Now the truth of the matter is, if you're going to say about Kelm of Atilus, that there are lakus, there's no man, there's no mokum, and that there isn't even hispoilus, and there isn't even shinui, you can argue that there's even a question whether they exist at all. Because the very existence of Kalim is a kind of shinui, Lugabi ain't safe. So in what way do Kalim exist altogether? Um, I'm not sure about this detail, but it's certainly part of what you have to consider that in the Shita Ashniya, not only the Eir, but even the Keli, doesn't really exist. And even in as much as it does exist, there's no Zman, there's no Mokum, there's no Espilas, and there's no Shina. And let's continue. Your vessels means the Kelim the lower three worlds. And the lower three worlds are Kelim, where there is Zman, and there is Mokum, and there is Hispilus, and there is Shinoi. And in the language that I've mentioned before, and you're going to see it at length later, that's like the Madrig of Kayach. Because when you say Kalim of Biyah, you mean the Eid of the Mislabish in the Kalim of Biyah. The Eid which emerges from Kalim of Biyah comes from Eidain Seif. But from the Eidain Seif angle, it's Leishanisi. From the Eidain Seif angle, there's no Espasa nor Shine. But in as much as through the Kalim, the Kayach aspect of the Eid emerges in a way that, at least to us, appears to be separate, does not apply by, apply by Kalim of Atzilus. Umam Sheikh Lavaya Shamina continues to explain. And that makes reference to another Maimit, in addition to the Biyuri Azeya that he mentioned before. Which the Tzemach Tzedek quotes in his Drush Gimoshitas. That's two Marmakaimis. The Drush Gimoshitas, the Biyuri Azeya in Pashas Vayetse, and now you have the Vishaf the Tafkov Samach Beis, parenthesis. Habechel Bixaviat Kedeshad Murem Tsoy, Yemagoth Tzemach Tzedek. It's a book with the manuscripts of Tzemach Tzedek, admittedly, of his own hand. With the Tzemach Tzedek's notes, and you have to assume it's because it's Mamar Madi Al Terebe. Inyan Akeli, who the concept of Akeli is Gavul Vitzimtzum, limitation and diminution, which means to affect change. Kalim themselves are limited, and they're there to affect change, which is Lahagbeil or Tzamtzamisayet to create limitation and change in Oyer. And the problem is, if Kalim of Atzilus, I believe, spoilers and believe Shinoi, how could this be? So he says, Omnam to be sure, even though Atzilus has Kalim. And the definition of Kalim classically is Gvul and Tzimtzum. 
And if definition of kalim classically is gul and simtum, does that not mean that the definition of kalim of atilus is spoilers and shinus? He says lamaylo baatilus in atilus itself. La yitachan leim. It's impossible to say shal keli yagbil mamish. Just say that the keli affects in the light, an idea of limit, which is mamish, which is actual, meaning that the keli is actually changing the light. Shalakel shambo babchinus elakus. Everything in atilus is in the category of elakus, and elakus is dveikus, and dveikus means believes ma believes mokam believes baz believes shinui. Vim kainen accordingly. E f shalayim. It's impossible to say shakelim atz mafem babchinus gvul. You cannot define the kelim of atilus as being limited. The chas for shalom leim kain be elakus. It's impossible to say God forbid to say about elakus that it's limited. Now I would argue that in the other shita. And even in the third sheet, in our sheet, the sheet of Shlishis, according to the way it's understood in Hemshchayim Beis, the kelm of Atilus actually are limited. Like the Rebbe is going to bring in the footnote to Zayin, the famous Avedas Kedesh, that's going to say, "Ein seifish leimusa the kula, ein seifish whole and perfect and complete and peaceful." Kshem sheesh lekeich b'ilti balgvul, kenyesh lekeich b'gvul, just as ein seifish has power in the realms of building gvul. It also has power in the realms of Gvul. If you deny Ein Seif's association with Gvul, taking away from the Shleimus of Elokus, so that Elokus, Kelma of itself is actually limited. And this, this is qualified by the Pikei Hecholus that says, like it says, that is actually limited. But that's in the other sheet. In this shita, we're not saying that Atzilus is limited. We're saying that it's Koyach HaGavul, or whatever word we're going to use, but we're not saying that Atzilus is limited. So, the Gimel Shittas understand everything about Atzilus different from one shita to the next. But in this shita, the shita Hashniya, the Kelm of Atzilus can't really be Gvul, because they're Elokus, and Elokus and Gvul are mutually exclusive in this shita. And therefore, what do we mean? That Atzilus has Kalim, and at the same time, Bemarindali Loyish Tamish, and at the same time, the Kalim of Atzilus are not Gavol. Achinu, the answer is, Shagidei, Shayuchalias, and Yenag Bolo, in order for there to be the idea of limitation. Vahag Bolo, and Yenag had to affect a limit in something else. Umichutz Leilam Atzilus, which is going to show up outside the world of Atzilus. Hareze Nifalal Yadei, this is affected through the fact that you have clawless in the Sephiris Atzilus, you have Atzilus in general, which is Gili of Eirin Seif, both Eir, is a Shina Lagabi, higher than Atzilus. And of course, the word Shina is a bad word in this case, right? And Sprati is a Kalim Datzilus, and Kalim Bishay Monim, the vessels of Atzilus, which are called Monim, which compared to Eirin Seif, higher than Atzilus, is a Shinoi, but in this Shita, there isn't Shinoi, and there isn't a Spoilus, or there isn't a Spoilus, and there isn't Shinoi. So when we speak about Atzilus in general, and Kalim of Atzilus in particular, and we describe them as being the source of Gavol, the Pshat is, the vessels of Atzilus and certain light of Atzilus are believable, without any limit. And the idea of limitation as it relates to Atzilus, or the fact that because there is an Atzilus, there's a limitation, is all outside of Atzilus. So Atzilus is the kind of being that in itself, it's not limited. And I would go further and say, not only it's not limited, it's not even diverse, doesn't even have division. It's just that after Ratzilus is going to be limited. And because after Ratzilus is going to be limited, you're going to know in retrospect, you're going to know after the fact that there must have been some kind of Matthias in Atzilus which allowed for the limitation which is going to come out later. 
And this is what you have in the Maimorim, that Atzilus was called Koyach HaGvol. In, in the Hemchachayim Beis, in the famous Pedigud Beis, which I always refer to, the Rebbe Rashab refutes this idea of Koyach HaGvol and establishes that you have to say Gavul Mamish. But in this Shita Shnia, where uh, Atzilus is also Maitzel, Atzilus is really more with the Eight Mishter, Atzilus is in Gavul, it's not the possibility for Gavul. And the Gavul of Atzilus is only going to show itself outside of Atzilus. And the nature of the Koyach HaGvul of Atzilus is very, very, very edel. And later on, when we bring that Rambam, maybe that idea will become flushed out even more, but it's going to create a lot of confusion about how we understand Atzilus in the second sheet. And he says, If you want to understand the nature of the Gavul and Atzilus, according to the Shita Shnia, where Atzilus in general, and even the Kalim, are godliness on the level of Maitzel, the one with the Eivishter, so you have to use the following people are made in the image of a Kaddish Baruch So by studying the function of people, you have a sense of how Lakus is. So we have the ability to write. The ability to write is a skill. It's a talent and it's a skill, which starts out in the brain and comes on into the hand to, the, to, to create configurations of letters in an orderly fashion and a consistent fashion and a predictable fashion and so forth. And you write one letter at a time. The power to write, which comes from the nefesh, is in the hand. And the nimshech is actually brought forward. Ayadei hischalko said's voice. Through the division of fingers. Lichtevesachas to produce a particular letter. Now before I write a particular letter, the power of ksiv on my hand can write any letter. But the moment I choose to write, I commit. So I've now limited what my hand is based on what I'm producing. The ability to write in general. Even as I'm writing that particular letter, other letters, and I can write many letters. The power is not limited. The act that the power is manifesting is limited. The way it's limited, what's now going to emerge using the ink on the piece of parchment is one letter. So the hand's ability to write has no limitation. The actual writing is where the limitation exists. And the nimshal is. The sphiris and atzilus are bligvul. The bligvul means they can do anything. Anything means any kind of chesed, for example, or in a broader sense, anything means any vida. When they do a particular function, now they're limited. But the idea that when they do a particular function is limited only is going to be outside of atzilus. But in atzilus, they're not really limited. And he says, Umavayir, and he proceeds to explain, that in this second shita, that the Asilus is Mamish Alakus, on the level of Maitzel, it makes sense to say that in the world of Atsilus, there is no limitation. And again, I think the limitation, first of all, means what aspect of Midas Chesed I'm going to produce, what kind of Chesed I'm going to produce, and maybe even the idea of a particular Mida. Although, from Atsilas will emerge, because there's an Atsilas will emerge different Midas, and because of Atsilas will emerge different expressions of each one of those Midas, like it says in the Shari Chazamunah, that you have the idea of Chesed, and then in Chesed itself you have Oir and Mayim. Says the Rebbe that Av Shalachayra Eir Shayach Batsilas in Shalvul, although when Atsilas there's no concept of limitation. Even to limit what's happening outside, nevertheless, you could use this muscle. 
As hard as it is, you can use this mashal. At the Kayachaksiva can write anything, and yet when you write, you're writing only one thing. And the Kayachaksiva does a beligavul. The same is true the Kalim Abatilas are beligavul. And what emerges from Kalim Abatilas is going to be an idea of gavul. Now, in order to explain this second sheet, the Rebbe says a few more lines. This can be understood to explain the, the idea that Atsilas does not have any gavul. And yet, Atsilas is the source of gold, can be explained based on the Shita Saram. That the Shita Salama means who Chachmas Yachad Hashem and His wisdom are one. Who are Yedeya and who are Yadu and Adu Asma Kalecha Hashem. The knowledge of the known are all one. The knowing knowledge are one. So although what emerges from the Eibushter is a limited Chachma or Chachma specifically, although what emerges from the Eibushter is a limited Das or Das in particular, in the Eibushter himself there's Achdos. So if the Rambam says if the Rambam says about this Benigel Etz Mabed about the Eibushter himself. So according to Mekubalim, at the very least, Shayach Leimah came as a sphere of You can speak about the spheres of Atzilus of being absolutely one, and yet what emerges from them is going to be many, and the many are going to emerge from the one in a way that's going to prove and going to reflect that in the one there is already the many. You see, this comparison between the Rambam and the Shita Shniya is very, very sensitive, and I'll tell you why. I would imagine that you know that there's a broad distinction between the non-mystical theologians, the Chaykim, the Jewish philosophers, and the mystical theologians, the Jew, the Mukubalim, the mystics. And we've, I talk about it all the time, I've written about it. That there are many differences between the Shita of Chakid and the Shita of Kabbalah. And one of the big differences is this concept called Tayarim. And the, the Rebbe has a mime from the Basile Gani, I forgot what year it is, Yedgimel, Yedalot. From the earlier years, the Rebbe has this, a whole mime based on the Sugi of Tayarim. Tayarim means, can you say that Hashem is smart? Now, of course, the opposite of saying Hashem is smart is not saying that Hashem is unintelligent. The opposite of saying that Hashem is smart is that Hashem doesn't have smarts. He just has no lacks. So if he has no lacks, whatever smarts is going to give, he has but he doesn't have it as the notion of smart, as a distinct characteristic. He has it as smart as a part of the simplicity of the Ein In other words, can you describe Hashem as having midas, particular character traits? Does Hashem have kindness? Or is Hashem one and he does kindness? Does Hashem have the mida of gvura, of exactitude and severity? Or does Hashem sometimes act precise and exact because his simple infinite plainness includes Midas HaGavuda as well. Does Hashem have Chachma and Bina, creative and intuitive intellect, or Thor, an analytical intellect as individual characteristics, or is it simply because he's infinite and he has no lacks, he has these things as well. And really, so, so the, the, the class, this is the Meren of Rucham where the Raman discusses this at length, I don't know, Pedix, the Nuns and the Samachs, where he talks about this idea at length, and what you have from the Rambam is the following, there's three steps. There's boy, there's Payal, Pu'ula, Nifal. Payal means the one doing the act. That means the Eibishter. Nifal means the effect that happens in the world, which is limitation. The question is on the Pu'ula. Pu'ula doesn't mean the action. Pu'ula means the tool of action. When the Eibishter gives the world chesed, is he using a mida called chesed? Or is there no chesed in the Eibishter? But when we receive something which we perceive as chesed, based on our own definition of chesed, we attribute him the mida, even though he doesn't have that mida. When Hashem gives the world wisdom, are we going to say that He gave the world wisdom because He Himself is wise? 
He has the tool, he has the koyach, the specific characteristic of seichel. Or as Hashem, infinite and plain. And he has no lack. So whatever wisdom has, he includes. And when he gives the world an idea, which we define as wisdom, based on our own definitions, we attribute wisdom to him, even though wisdom is a media he doesn't have. It's a classic question. And the reason it's a classic question is because the Torah gives the impression that Hashem does have midas. Hashem has chokhmah, Hashem has chesed, and so on. And the problem is, if you say Hashem has midas, then it's a shayla v'achtos. How could one God, an absolutely one God, have midas? It's a very complicated question. It's very difficult to answer. And the basic breakdown of this question is, this is where the philosophers and the mystical theologians part company, one of many places, where the philosophers will say, the Rambam would say, that Hashem does not have pu'ulis. Hashem exists, and he does things in relation with the world which we define by particular medias, chokhmor, chesed, bino, gvura, by own definitions. But there's no pu'ula, there's no kalim, there's no tools for those particular medias. The mekubalim disagree with Achayikrim, and the mekubalim say, no, Hashem has midas, Hashem has a pu'ula. But only in Atzilas, and not higher than Atzilas, right? So one of the big ideas of Elam Atzilas is addressing the question of Hashem's names, Shemes, and the, addressing the question of Tayyarim. When it says in the Chumash, Hashem raised up his hand, is there a concept of a hand, or is it entirely allegorical? Is entirely debatetic? So the philosophers say, of course it's an allegory. Hashem doesn't have hands. He does an act, which we perceive as a hand-like act, so we attribute a hand to him, even though he doesn't have any hands. And the Mechabalim said, that means the Tater is inexact, the Tater is imprecise. You describe Hashem as having a hand or an eye. When he doesn't have those things, that means the Tater is not being direct. And therefore the Mechabalim say, no, no, he has a hand. Chesed, Raya, Yemina. The Midas of Atzilas are Chesed. And the Chachma of Atzilus is his eyes, and so forth. So there's a classic and very, very important difference between the Kabbalists and the Nankabalists of Bolman about the question of Tayyarim. Can you say about the Emish the Chachma and Chesed? Bin and Gvura, and Shmiya. The Mukubalim say yes, and the Chachim say no. So when the Rambam says, what the Rambam is saying is, Hashem has no Midas. Hashem has no limitations. Hashem has no parts. We do. And when he interfaces with us and gives something to the world, which we perceive by a definition of a certain media and a certain limitation that we have in ourselves, so we, retros- we, we attribute to him those midas even though he doesn't have them. But the Mekobam disagree with the Chayek. And the Mekobam say, no, in Atzilus, there are midas. There is Chachma, there is Chesed, there is a right hand, there is an eye. And an ear, and so on. What the Rebbe is saying here, and the Tzemach Sadik said it also, I showed it to you earlier that it's on page in the Eratayin Yonim, where you have the Maimir of Drushka Moshites. That in the second sheet, and the Sheet Shnia, we're describing Matzilas almost like the Chaykir. And that's the Lashon Arav. In this shita, Atzilus doesn't really exist. That's what the three shitas are about. The first shita is Atzilus is very real. And I would suspect it in the first shita. Now Atzilus is real. Atzilus is Shaykh Atzini. And it's spoilers, at least in the Kalim. Now the third shita is a blend of the first two shitas, and it goes into something much deeper. But the second shita considers Atzilus Maitzel. 
So although the reason there's limitations in the lower worlds is because Atzilus comes before it, Atzilus is not really limited, and to be sure, Atzilus doesn't really exist. When the Rebbe says, the unity between Sirius and the Eibishter is at least the degree of unity of who are Yedei and who are Yedu and who are Made Atzma. In the Rambam, it's almost saying that the unity between Atzilus and the Eibishter is that there is no Atzilus, there's only Eibishter. So then what is Atzilus? Or to say it in different words, how are the Chayka and the Mulam disagreeing if in the Shita Ashniya there's no Atzilus? It's very hard to ascertain according to the Shita Ashniya how they're different than the Chaykrim. The Chaykrim said there are no Midas, it's just the Nifal, the effect of Midas. The Mekubalim insist that there are Esesfiris, they shouldn't say Fiyetzira. Esesfiris, Chokak, Ko, Ko, whatever, all the words that you have in the beginning of Sefiyetzira describing the ten spheres of Atzilus. And all three Shitas hold of this, but this Shita Shniya is describing Atzilus in a kind of way that for all intents and purposes it's like the Rambam. So I don't know what would be the difference between this Shita Ashniya and the Shita Sarambam and understanding Achdos. But one thing is for sure, in this Shita Ashniya, whatever Atzilus means is not limited. And I would say perhaps not, it's not limited, it's not even diversified. It's one with Asmus. It's just that from it emerges Gvul. B'mikol shekein midas Rambam. That the Rambam holds Ebishter created limitation, Varai he did. Even though Hashem is infinite, from his infinity comes finitude. But there's no middle step. There's no Tayarim. In the Chaykim, there's no such thing as Midas. The Pshita Zavalakus produces an effect which we call Chokhmah, so we say he has Chokhmah. The Pshita Zavalakus produces an effect which we call Chesed or Das, so we say that he has Chesed and Das, even though it's Pashabatachas of Pshitas. The Rebbe is comparing this Shita Ashniya to Shita Saramba. So when the Rebbe is Ogazuz and our Rebbe, is trying to explain the idea that although in safe Lamata Adain Tachas, Godless is found everywhere and in everything, but I want you to know it's Bali his spoilers and Bali Shinui. And in order to explain it, he brings the Shita that has the most refined definition of what the Matthias of Asilas is. Of all the three Shitas, this Shita leaves Atsilas so theoretical that you have to wonder what exactly Atsilas is in this Shita. In other words, how, according to this Shita, there is a Pu'ula, not just an Ifal and a Pu'il. And putting aside the answer to that question, this version of Atsilas, this version of Atsilas, even the Kalim, because their ain't safe Yetzim are not affected at all by the creation. And certainly the eight. So the Rebbe is saying that in the Shita Hashniya, Atzilus is not limited at all. And you guess you have to scratch your head and wonder what kind of Metzius is, how it is a division of ten even in the Shita Hashniya. But that from it emerges limitation, like the Koyach Aksiva versus Ksiva itself. And that's going to be a marshal that when you look in the lower worlds in Bia, what's called Manandi Loch. The Kalim what we call Koyach, where there could be a spoilers and there could be Shinai. Because the Eid of Atzilas was Masabish in the Kalim and emerged in a way of, of Koyach, which allows for his spoilers and allows for his Shinui. So you know in retrospect, you know in hindsight that there must have been Kalim of Atzilas, even though Kalim of Atzilas are entirely theoretical. But now the Rebbe questions it. Ach, Adayin, And the question still remains. Even though we explained, that Atzilus itself is not limited, and limitation is given biyah, just like the Koyach Aksiva and the Aksiva. Adayin Tzadok Lahov, and the question still is, Eich Nas Iyin Akbal Manandili. 
How was the Kalim of Atsilas involved in that limitation? In other words, if you say that Atsilas doesn't exist, and the Pshitas of Elokos emerges as Gavul, in the lower worlds, that's one thing. But if you say that the Kalim of Atsilas create the possibility for limitation, which then shows itself in the lower world, so Atsilas is the Mon and the Li, the Kalim of Atsilas, which are the source of the Gavul, how could you say about the Kalim of Atsilas that they're the source of the Gavul? The Bishleim, when you're talking about a person and you say that there's a power to write and there's the actual writing. And the Nimsh of this would be the Eilam Atsilas, which would be the power to write. And the actual writing would be Elmas Bia. So Bishleim, by the by, a person in the Afa, Pisha, Etzama, Nefesh, Elam, Maile, Mekolak, Bolada, Nishama by itself has no limit. And it is much that Sham by itself has no limit, has no relationship to Gvul and Agbala and Aschalkas and Helam and Avdallah. There's a, there's a possibility that the power to write should be limited to write one letter in fact, because if it's void, it's a physical body and a hand and fingers. The physical body and the physical hand and the physical fingers are all limited and all physical. And they act as mediums to transfer the Kayach HaKseva from the Kaseva Bepel. But in the world of Atsilas. Although in Atsilas there's Kalim. And you could compare Kalim to the Yad. And that's boy, says the Rebbe Lashayach Lehmekin, you cannot say this. Even in Atsilas. Certainly in the Shita Shniah, the Kalim of Atsilas also are not really limited. And if the Kalim of Atsilas are not really limited, how are they the medium through which Dagabala emerged? Let the Abishter do whatever he wants. He wants to create a limited, really create a limited world. But if you want to say that he creates a limited world, potentially Bimonandili, and actually Bimonandilach, Atsilos and the Kalim of set up the Gavul, and the Gavul emerges in the lower worlds, then there has to be some kind of a concept of Gavul in the Kalim of Atsilos. Based on how we're describing Atsilas here, using this classic expression, then Kelm Atsilas don't exist at all. If the Kelm Atsilas don't exist at all, you cannot say, Mon and Delid, that the Abish's Kelm are the first step, that the Kayach HaGvul step, what's going to be the Gvul, the lower worlds, they don't exist. So they're not contributing to the Hagbala whatsoever. In other words, if you're going to compare the Shita Shniya's idea of Atsilas, so the Ramam was there of Atsilas, you just canceled Atsilas. There's no Atsilas. It ain't safe. But we hold that in, in the Shita Shnir also, the Shita Shnir is Kabbalah, it's not Chakira, that in some way Atsilas exists, in some way Midas and Tehidim exist, notwithstanding the degree of oneness between the Sphiris and ain't safe. And therefore, the Mon and the Li creates the Kayach Agavol and the Mon and the Loch creates the Gvul Bepeil. So the Rebbe says, I don't understand what's the contribution of Mon and the Li. It's a very strange answer. But the answer is, Hashem can do whatever He wants. Because He's Kel Yochel. Part of Yochelis, part of Hashem's ability to do whatever He wants in His Pshitos, is there should be the idea of Yochel for Gavul. It's able to affect the idea of Agbala. Even if you only have Kelim Datsilis. And you don't have Kalim of the lower worlds, there would be in Yen of Akbar. And then here in footnote Tezayin, he brings the Avedis HaKedish. You see, the Avedis HaKedish makes a statement that Hashem is Bligvul is bligvul and Gvul. The question becomes the idea that in Seif Shlemus of the Kulak, Shem Shikeche Bilte Volkan Shikeche Begvul, Im Iyat Emeket Bchas Shlemus. Is that a logical statement or is that a. Uh, 
super logical sense. Does that make sense, or is it above logic? Now, you and I learn this all over Hasidus, and we make it an assumption that Eitzef is everything, Gvul and Bligvul together, and it's logical to say that Atilas includes Gvul. In this Shita Shnir, it isn't logical. This Shita Shnir, there's no such thing as Alakus and Gvul at all. If it's Alakus, it's Pshitas, even on the Madrega of Manandili, of Atilas. So the only explanation that Abba could give is that's Kelyach, meaning. The only way to explain Atzilus and Shita Shnir is that the idea that in the Pshitas of Alakus there is somehow the idea of Gvul, which is the source of the Hagabala, which is going to appear actually in the lower worlds, is Mithat Kelyach. In other words, it's something which is above understanding. Because logically, if it's Alakus, it's not Gvul, it's Gvul, it's not Alakus. Mithat Kelyach, it's possible. But in the other sheet, where you say Atzilus really exists, you don't have to say it's Kel Kelyach. It's Shleim is a vain safe, because it's a different sheet. It's a different understanding of what Alakus is. It's a different understanding of what Atzilus is. It's a different understanding of what Kalim is, and so on. So the Rebbe is focusing specifically on the Shita Shnir, which is the most ephemeral, really, of all the Shitas in understanding Atzilus, or its understanding of Atzilus is the most ephemeral, because it sets up our ability to understand what it means that although ain't safe, Lamata, Mata, Dein, Tachas, God, this is everywhere. But there's no, there's no spoilers and there's no shini. Ain't safe is found everywhere and it affects everything, even in the clippers that are lower than the clippers they which are created. And yet nothing affects the change in it because Elakus existence, he calls it before ain't safe biyatsam. And its its existence is understood only in the context of Kel And based on this idea that although Atzilus can be understood from one angle as being so theoretical that there's no such concept of Gvul in Elikus whatsoever, and the only way we can describe as Elikus having Gvul in it in order to create the Gvul outside of Atzilus is an infant Kelyochl. The Rebbe Marash explains, and of course, as I mentioned to you before, the Rebbe mentioned each one of the Rabbeim. This is the mention of the Rebbe Marash, Indian, his Havos, Metzias the phenomenon of Abish creating evil. As the Pasuk says, Obeyed, Ayes, 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 even Atzilus has klip, and the klip Atzilus is called the Ru'umo, Filakshash Mar Ru'umo, Si Ma Bittel. But because Atzilus lay Gurchada, we say that the klip of Atzilus exists in the lower worlds. But in this sheet, uh, it's much edel, it's even hard to understand how Bechal Atzilus exists. And yet the Postuk says that the Abishter is Beirera. And the answer is the key, and Juyas Barach, whereas the Abishter may say ain't safe. Yesh Be Gamkin Ha Keach. The Abishter has the idea of Keach. To radiate and to give a flow in Gvul. And part of the Pshitas Atmos is how Atmos includes itself the concept of Atzilus. How Atmos includes the concept of Midas and Teir. In other words, sort of a middle step between Pshitas and Velikos. An actual Gvul, which is called another Maimarim Keach Gvul. And the only way to explain this middle step and this Shita is in the meaning of Kel Yachal because of the idea of Keach HaGavul and the Eibishter of Sardinian of Kel Yochel, the Eibishter can be a source of Ra also. And Kei Mizanim Shagamkin, it allows for also for the Bechina of Obey Ra to create evil. Vahainu Hach, and it's the same thing, the truth of the matter is the same thing. Ra and Bia Bechlal is the same thing, it's Klippa. 
The whole idea of evil and the idea of the lower three worlds is based on the same principle. It's the principle of Medida and Agbola and Simpson, measure, limitation, and contraction. So the Rebbe Marash says that the idea that Elokus is able to create Ra is mitzad the Inyan from Kel Yochel. And the Inyan from Kel Yochel allows that in Elokus also there is the possibility for Gvul. So the Rebbe now concludes, we're on top of page Kuf Ches, which is number 78, if you're following my numbers. When we call them movement, the point of all of this, I'm, I'm talking almost an hour and a half. And the point of all of this is, Sha'afilu Bekelem Datilas, even the vessels of Atilas, and of course, certainly the Edus of Atilas. The real truth is, in this Shita Shnia, I don't know Bechal how it exists. And again, as I told you earlier, we use the best of all the Shitas. We use the Shita that says they really exist, we reuse the Shita that says they really don't exist, we use the Shita that they really are one with the Abish because they're fulfilling the Abish's Kavan, and we join the best of each one of these three Shitas together. Which means that Hasidus would agree. That although Atzilus is a Metzius and it's even a Gvul, not just Keich Gvul, but a Gvul, at the same time you would say that in Atzilus there's no spoilers and there's no Shinui. So I feel Kalim that Atzilus, the Shach the vessels of Atzilus, because they're a Lakus. And the Lakus is a reflection of a Laka, right? In the Lashon Arav, it's a Laka. Ain't safe be etzem. The Rebbe says in the beginning of Pedic Vov, the first line of the second paragraph, Beit Kubat, ain't safe be etzem, it's a reflection of the Abish then. And since the Abish is ain't safe yetzim, Abish delinus is ain't safe yetzim, both in the Madrega of Eir and in the Madrega of Kalim, and ain't safe yetzim does not allow for Shinavi spoilers. Sharei him on it because of the Abish is levushim. Vehein lamal magbal, they have no limitation. Elishazel akeach lahagla is the tool, the idea that limitation could exist, but the limitation only exists in Chutzlatzilus outside of Atzilus. But in Atzilus itself, it's believable. It's called keach agbal, and according to this Maimed, it's maybe even edelit than that. Again, other Maimonim go in other Shitas, and they speak about Atzilus itself being Mughal. But in this Shita, the, the way we're understanding what godliness is, is that godliness does not allow for limitation and for form and the detail of a definition at all. And therefore, it doesn't allow for change, doesn't allow for being affected by anything around itself. So we're making the statement, they say, Flemata ad ein tachlis. Godliness is found everywhere, even in Klippas, not only the Klippas that the Ibish Tekvayachal creates. But even the clippers that man creates, which are even lower than that, and in all places where in safe goes, it affects and creates, and it's not nitfas. The world doesn't touch it. So Godness is everywhere, and God is not touched by anything. Now, I already mentioned to you earlier that this doesn't make the Abishtid and godliness this personal, you know, a cult of fish, uh, uh, an unconcerned citizen. That's not the pshat. Of course, when Abish does something, he wants to do it. If he wants to do it, it's value to him. But because he's in Tzayk B'yatsim, what we do does not matter to him the way what you do matters to another person or what another person does matters to you because you're similar. He's in Tzayk B'yatsim. So nothing we do, do, do affects him because of the proximity that we have with him. There's no proximity. There's no closeness to him and us. So nothing that we do matters, but everything we do matters, except that it matters not because we're touching him and moving him and changing him, but because he chooses that what we do should be of a concern to him. And in the next two pages, the Rebbe explains our Derech Zion, it's a very nice two pages. I'm just, this, this, this shit is, 
more than an hour and a half old. I don't know. I'm recording it in pieces. More than half old. So I, I was planning to teach the whole Zion and the whole Chas. I, I cannot do that. I can't give a shit for three hours. So I'm going to teach Zion and we're going to shut this down. And then the next class is going to be on Chas. And depending on how that goes, I'll probably put Chas together at the end of the moment. Even though Chas is really a part of this sugya. And the better way to do this is to do Rav Zion and Chas in one class and then leave Tess for a separate class. It's, it's a short part of the Maimir, but it's the conclusion of the Maimir, but it's just not realistic for us to do this. So we're going to have to shut this down. But I'm going to read Pedic Zion. Let me preface. That we're about to describe, you see by the Rebbe, we saw it by the Rebbe, you see it by the Rebbeim. By all the Rebbeim, there's this idea that you can't read them. You cannot know from the facial expressions, from their words, and certainly from their mood, what's really going on inside. It's impossible to know what a Rebbe is really thinking and feeling. You know, a Rebbe could be very, very upset and he's smiling. A Rebbe could be very, very, very happy and he looks uh, like you have in Bashar Vayeshev, which was last week. Because a Rebbe is so far removed that he, he doesn't react to us. We don't touch him, he doesn't react. we have a relationship. But it's not a relationship where we move him and he, he moves us. But not it doesn't work both ways. We don't move him. So by a tzaddik, it's very, very hard to read how a tzaddik takes what you say and how a tzaddik responds to what you say. Now, sometimes it is possible to read and sometimes it's not possible to read. And I'm sure there's explanations for why. But there is this concept of not having any idea what a tzaddik thinks because a tzaddik lives on a level of ain't safe. Here at the Rebbe, you have a mush of Yisaf tzaddik. The Yisaf tzaddik was involved in the world deeply. And um, last week's Pasha, Pasha Vayeshev, and this week's Pasha, Pasha's Miketz, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you where I'm holding in the recordings, which is weeks and weeks before Yitzvat, um, which describes the Yitzvat Tzadik as being the Mishnah Lamelech and all those other things. And none of it touched him. It just didn't touch him. It's not that he was stronger than him, he was phased by it, but he was big enough not to let it affect him. It just went over his head. There's a very big difference between a person not allowing things to get to him and a person simply not being touched by things. The former is the world matters to you, but you're not letting it change you. The latter, the world just doesn't get to you. And that's a marshal for this concept of Atzilus, at least the way it's understood in the Shita Shniya. The world does not touch him, doesn't affect it, doesn't get him to react, doesn't get him to change, because he's completely removed from it. And the concept of Gavul in this Shita, in Atzilus, is very, very, very hard to comprehend, very idle. And the marshal for this is Yasef versus his brothers. That Yasef was above the world in a kind of way that it wasn't that he was tough enough to be in the world and be a chassid. He wasn't in the world. You know, it says someplace in one of the Rishimahs of Chassidim, there's a safer called Yisrael Neach HaGodl. The Rebbe Rashab once commented about the Yisrael Neach. Yisrael Neach was a bookkeeper by profession. He was a, he was a genius with numbers. Mamash a genius with numbers. I heard people who knew him that he was always suppressing the desire to create gematrias because he knew that gematrias is not in Derech of Chabad. And he was an accountant. <laughs> but he was also a very, very big chassid. So the Rebbe Rashab said, Yisrael Neach sits in Buchalterai on Trachti Yechudi Allah. Yisrael Neach is sitting in the accounting office and he's thinking Yechudi Allah. He wasn't there. He did the numbers. He did them right. He was a very good accountant. But he wasn't an accountant. He was Yechudi Allah. The accounting sort of happened. It's a shtikl moshal for the Madreig of Yisaf HaTzadik. And the Rebbe wants to use this as a means of explaining to us a little bit this second big idea of this Padek, that although in safe Nimtalamata Dain Tachlis, but at the same time, in safe, because it's in safe Bietzim, 
even though there is an Atzilus, and Atzilus is somehow an union of Gevul, or Ke'echa Gevul, but it's one with the Inseif Mamish, and therefore the world has no effect and can make no change into what Atzilus is, into what Alukus is. So the Abish's light is everywhere, and is influencing and creating everything, and we don't touch him back. Normally the rule is if I push you, you're pushing me. Um, that's the Chakira way of saying the physical law of motion that says every action is equal opposite reaction. It was said by philosophers hundreds of years before. If I'm moving you, then I'm moving myself. The Abish is a mene without being no. He moves the world without being moving himself. Because there's no spoilers and there's no shino. So the Rebbe gives them much of the fish. Hey, if Indians there shall be atzils. This idea they talk about atzils at least in the Shita Shnei. Lei shayachin if it's passed, you can make no change and no reaction. But seeing your gambin again and how pale, we find it by tzaddikim in their behavioral lives. And that's the example of Yosef atzadik din yaduach chelik pan Yosef liyishvatu. We know the difference between Yosef and his brother Shabbi Yosef. Ksev Yosef atzadik is written by Yovia by Salasas Malachtei that he came home to do his work. This is the pasuk by the story of Yosef Petif. And Rashi brings Natargum, the Mivdig Bikisfi Khushbane wanted to do an examination of the of the accounting. He was the bookkeeper, the charge of the house. And then later on he becomes a vizier after sitting in jail for thirteen years. He becomes so powerful that that besides for the throne of Pari himself, Yesav Tariq is the most powerful man in the land that nobody could move their hand and foot without his permission. Alpha became still Omad al Omde, he stood in his place. In serving Hashem on the level of Aveda, which is the Madrega Vela Matzils. And again, you could explain it in two ways. One is that he's so strong that the world doesn't change him. And the other is that the world simply has no bearing on him because he's ain't safe Biatsim. So he's relating to everything and nothing is relating to him. As opposed to his brothers, the Shvatim Aleyim, the Mavahimli, he couldn't recognize Yisav Atzad, which is in today's Chitas, right? Nineteen Kapash. Shemitzad Mamodam Shalash Shvatim Avedes Abed Shvatim on a lower level. So, their avoider to be holy required be'efin shalreiyit saying how you have a to be shepherds, which is explained in Chasidus to mean Shehol you bezbeded does that to be solitary to be alone. Mechutz laid outside of the bustle and hustle of the city, so that the manager of the city lay yeval blu eisel and they should not interfere with their avodas Hashem. And they looked at their brother and they saw him as a as a flake, as a fly by night, as a superficial person. Why? Because Yosef was involved in every material thing. He was mishal shol He was makrets bi'enov. He did all kinds of things that are so. Arguably not appropriate for a tzaddik, especially a tzaddik and madrig of Yisav a tzaddik. What the shvatim didn't understand that that had no bearing on who he was, and therefore in no way could recognize the kind of way that Yisav a tzaddik was doing, which was he was in that condition and circumstance. Everything happened; it happened through his hand. And at the same time, and according to this sheet in particular, that there's no spoilers in the world, there's no spoilers, no shame. Didn't touch him at all. But I'm not over there's no reason for this. Is the Shadag has a shot in Mazel Mabria, the Shvatim or in Madrega Vel Mabria, and Yasef is Madrega Sailor Matzils, except Baruch and Tere Eir. And therefore, Yasef at Sadik's Madrega of Vegas Nolukus was such 
that he didn't have to be separate from the world. He could be deeply involved in the world and still be Yosef HaTzadik because the world never got to him. Because he was removed from it completely like Atzilus is removed from the lower worlds, especially in this Shita. And that's why Yosef told his brother, Sachas al-Kimoni. Am I instead of Shem al-Kim? Pirush. They were comparing themselves to him or him to them and assuming that their madrig is against Shem al-Kim. And he responds by saying, Atachas al-Kimoni, am I lower than Shem al-Kim? Which is Malchas al-Kimoni. But that's not the truth. I'm higher than the name of the Kim, which is Malchas of the Makadabiyah. I'm not beneath Shem of Kim as you are. Thinking about worldly things. It wasn't the Pshat that he was stronger than those thoughts. And he didn't let him distract him. It didn't touch him. He was involved in those things, but those things were not involved in him. He got involved in helping the country and helping the world, but the world didn't touch him at all. So in this Maimer, Atsilos is a Madrega of Belia Spoilus and Belia Shinoi. And the Moshe, well, this is the Madrega of Yesef Atzadik Savoyer. And on this base, the Ramarash explains the difference between the idea of Goliviadu and Atayideya. Here's another example of the different Shitas. You had this in Teire Eir in Pasachal Yo. It's contradictions between one Maimed and another. There's two levels, right? There's a level called Atede that you know. And the meaning of Atede means you know proactively. It means the minute before you didn't know and the minute after you do know. And the higher level is Golev do it's already known. So there's a level where Hashem knows in a way that you can at least philosophically say that there's a concept of before knowing and after knowing. And there's a level where everything is known where there's no such concept as before and after he always knew. And the Maimorim contradict themselves. What is Yedeya and what is Golov Yedua? Some Maimorim will say Yedeya is Malchus and Golov Yedua is Atzilus. Some Maimorim are going to say Yedeya is Atzilus and Golov Yedua is Keser. This Maimir, since this Maimir is trying to argue that Elokus is in Kodesh Kavaya, Elokus is not at all caught up in worldliness. And the best way to explain it is by describing Elokus in Atzilus according to the Shita Shnia. Even Atsilas is not Yedeya, it's also Yedu. Atsilas does not know God in a way, does not know the world in a way that you could describe it as being proactive knowledge. That philosophically he didn't know and then he does know. He just knows by himself because it's one the world is one with him. Like the Lushni had on the previous page, So we have Lashnazal Golivyadov the Mishan Vayoilam that the Abish did the one who created the world. For him is revealed and known everything. And they fetch is the word Yadua Davkit automatically, no. Shadua the fun of the way the Abishta knows is Mamela. It's not that he has to find out, not that there's a process of knowing, it's self-known. It's not that his knowledge comes down into a thought, that there's before the thought and after the thought, and in the thought the knowledge is proactive. And remember, this is going on at Silas. And in this Shita we're saying about at Silas also the infant God of Yadua, not Yadeh. Omavai and the Reb Marash explains, which is what the Rambam says: Who are Yedeya? Who are Yedua? Who are Yedeya? Who are Mada? And who are Yedeya? And who are Yedua? Right, the Mada means the tool of knowledge. Yedeya means the one who knows. Yedua means the known. And he's medayik that the way he knows is on a level of self-known. Not he finds out, but he always knew. 
What's the difference? Of course, if you listen to my classes, you know that we discuss at length in Hemshech. Samach test what you're learning. Da'as tachnez be'efen shu'a yedeh. The lower knowledge is proactive. Hashem knows, He finds out. Even though there's no Zman. So you cannot say there was a time that He doesn't know and then He knows. But the qualitative level of knowing, since it's in a keli of Da'as, is knowing in the kind of way that at least philosophically there's a before and there's an after. Which is be'efen shalaslap, just for godliness comes down into the world to know proactively. On this level, there's a difference even in the Lukus between before he knows and while he's knowing and after he knows. As opposed to Dasa and the higher knowledge of Befen not that he knows, but that he doesn't he's not missing anything. Whatever it is to know, he knows what a matter is. It's known to him. You do all the fun of the male. And it's not Bebchinis Now in so and in my modem, the difference between Yadeh and Yadua is between Atsilas and higher than Atsilas. In this Maimir, based on the Sita Shniya, Shitashniya is the difference between lower than Atsilas and Atsilas. Ah, you have to be sure. Even the higher level of knowledge, which he knows not by knowing, because by not lacking knowledge, still, you do all the fun of Akhel, the knows everything in particular. Nothing is lost, nothing is missing, nothing is insignificant. And there's certainly no mistakes. Every creation passes through in front of the Ebishta individually, specifically, even in the Madreg of Yadua. Shanim they're counted individually. Even though they're all observed in one single glance. And Afapisha Avim there's two sides to this coin. One side of this coin is Skira Achas. And the other side of this coin is Avim And both of these sides of the coin are the same coin. The Abishta knows every creation individually on the Madreg of Yadua. And that's how we explain the, recon- the reconciliation between Zeachazer and Skira Achaz. And the Rebbe says, Zeachazer, Ashkacha Prata, this is the source. The idea of Da'aselian is the source. Of Hashgacha Prata, so I'll go Prata Prata, it's about the title in the lower worlds, even though he, his Hashgacha is Bederach Mamele, it's passive. Even before a person thought what he's going to. Think, Golov Yadula Fun, before we even thought about thinking, but we even existed to think. He knows what we're going to think. And his knowing we're going to think on the one hand is knowing specifically and precisely, and it's also part of the simplicity of how Hashem knows everything. It's not automatically, Hashem is not manifest in this Yadia. It's rather Yadua He knows by itself. So in this Shita Shniya, Atsilos is Da'asalya. In the Shita Shniya, Atsilos is Golov Yadua. And the Moshavit is the Yasef Atzadik. And it explains that although Atsilos has no Shaykhist to his spoilers, no Shaykhist to Shinui, because there is Bon and Dili through the Kech Akal Yachod, the of the lower worlds, but it's not because in him there's any kind of Yin of Mitzvah Sengavol. And on this basis, Al Treba answers a very interesting question. There's a question that says, The idea that Hashem is involved with us and knows everything we're thinking is Hashem knowing what we're thinking and speaking is the most ridiculous thing. And why would he get involved in Narashkai? How could Hashem know what's happening? It's very similar to the time of the Grah. How could Hashem know what we're up to? We're up to Narashkai. The famous story with the Mazitra Magid 
that a yid came to him and said, and said, someone stole his talisman film, and the maggot told him who it was. And he told him, go to that person, accuse him of stealing your film, which he's going to deny, but scream at him, insist, and he'll, he'll admit. So he went to this person, this person denied, and he screamed, and they shouted back and forth, back and forth, finally he admitted. And then he said to him, how do you know? He said, the maggot told me. So he ran away to the message and Magid said, how did you know that I took his film? He said, I knew because I saw Baruch HaKadosh. So this Ganif says to the message Magid, that's what you do with Baruch HaKadosh, you check out Ganovim. So the Magid answered, I saw it while I was sitting in the base of Kisi. <laughs> so how do you have Shmaya, the Abish, the knowing what we call nonsense? And the answer is, that Hashem invests himself in knowing. Each individual thing as a separate knowledge, but is what that do. Hashem is, and His ising includes everything. Yedaya, Yedu, and Mada, and therefore part of His ising is knowing everything is happening as a part of His shleimus. So it doesn't mean that He's involved in Lashon Machshavas as David Avoy. It's the pshat that His simple existence includes any Machshavas as David we're ever going to have. It's part of who He is. But that Achmamela, and it's similar to Yosef. So I'm paying Vov. We explained the degree of passivity or lack of matzias of atzilus that not only the ed was for the kalim, not really even from gvul. It's just the gvul emerges from them, and the only way to explain how atzilus exists for a gvul to emerge from them, and that atzilus should be a middle level between no matzias of teyedim and a full matzias of teyedim, is an inyan of kel yachol. And the match with is Yosef atzadik. And now the Rebbe says, we find this also about the Balshamta. This the following idea we're about to read, the Rebbe kochs in it, the Rebbe likes it, the Rebbe talks about it often. In many of the memorandum. This idea of a Rebbe Tzadik being involved in the world in a way that is not all nitvas in the world, we find it's not just by. We find it in the Sia Yisrael, Gambadele Shalin Achan, it's a later Rebbe, and he's going to speak in a moment about the Balshamta. The Rebbe spoke about this many times, the Bashamta David many tfilas, that he should be able to answer people's questions about Yonim Gashmim even when he's in a state of Dvekas Nalakos. He should have the ability to get involved in our Narashkait and our pettinesses, even though he's in the highest heights of heavens. And it wasn't the Pshat is going to go away from those heights. But even over there he can be involved with us. And that idea of being over there and being involved with us is the concept of Golaviadu. It's the concept of Yesavatadiks. And the world doesn't touch him at all. Which is a muscle for the relationship between the Gvul, the way it is in Atsilus, Man and Dili, and the way it is in the lower worlds. Although he was in the physical world. He personally was at the same time in the highest of worlds. Multiple times. Anytime any person asks him any question, even my physical things, he should be in a position to answer even when he's beesalish when Rishama goes up. Find another word, even though that the rule is to answer a person's question about physical things. You have to answer this with particulars of the question. Moreover, Vashel, the one asking the question, you have to be in their world to appreciate them, to respond to them on their level. Nevertheless, Bishas Mais at the same time, maybe he's standing in Yehudi law. So he's involved with a person on that person's level, in a particular level of that person, and at the same time, he's altogether removed from it. Because his relationship to the world is like Yadua, it's very particular. 
and it's very, very involved, but it's like Yadu. Umasayim Shamandi Rebbe Marash finishes. Shabalil Shabbos Kedish on Shabbos. Bashamta was based Shish Lamailov Shishakhlamata. He was two thirds on high and one third down here. Obishari Meachil Behapak during the week it was the other way around. One third was above and two thirds was in this world. So the Rebbe says, by the virtue of the fact that even during the week he had this, even though it was in a different measure, a different ratio, this fact that Bashemta was not disturbed by the word at all is Shabbos. Not because it was special about Shabbos, but it's at the Yanni who his level. Because the concludes that during the week also the world was not tefes mok. It's Kameh, it's the same thing as the Gabi Yasef, Loy Hoyim of Albalim, Hamachshavism, Divide Elam, the world of things about the Bali Yasef Atzadik. So Yasef Atzadik is the first marshal, and the Golav Yidu is the second marshal, and the Bashem Tev is the third marshal. That there are some people who are involved in the world in a very precise, in a very detailed way, and they're not involved at all. It's not be a spoil, it's not be because there ain't safe, but yet. The reason is that's similar to the Madrega of Golav Yidu. Which is in this mind with the Madrega of Atzilus. Now that I've said, B'tzadikim shedemim labedim. It's true by other tzadikim as well who are similar to the Creator that they're involved in the world and they're able to help people. But in the way of no spoilers. Shalachein gam kasher meishiv lefi prata in ashel. He answers the person's question on the level of the person asking the question. At the same time, any mispovedim mishdan doesn't react. It's not changing because he's completely removed from it. And this is the concept of in kadosh kavayim. That although ain't safe, nim tzalamata kamei lamay lamamish, his presence in the lower world is believed. Spoilers are believed. Shinui. But Abayi said this shiur is about two hours old. It's about two. It's very long. I really would like to, would have liked to teach pedikhes, but I, I just can't do it. It's cruel and unusual. So I'm stopping. But you have to understand that ches is like a hemshech to the shiur of Oven Zayin, and tes is like a new shiur. So I'll have to see how I'm going to do it. See how long it's going to take me to teach ches. But uh, I'm really stopping because I just can't talk anymore. I just don't think it's fair. So just to finish the way I started, that this Patek Yud Dal, Tavshin Chov Dal's mind, has two big ideas. Number one, ain't safe nimtzel mata l'may l'mamish. Ain't safe nimtzel mata mata dein tachas. There's no place where God is not in the deepest darkness and the greatest hell of Elokus is present. And at the same time, it's in the kind of way that nothing can touch the Elokus because it's removed from the world, like the Moshe of Yisav Tzadik, the Baal Shem Tov, and Golav but then the Rebbe is going to add even more. It can't just be because the Lakus is ain't safe yet, and it has to be Lefisha and Mesadif.